How many of you feel like crap when you ask for feedback and the client actually gives it? I want you to know that you don't have to ask. Welcome to the Refine Podcast with Amber Anderson, where wedding planners like you come to be encouraged and challenged through radical honesty, tough love, and brilliant ideas. As a former personal trainer turned wedding planner and now educator, Amber is known for helping wedding planners grow through her no BS yet considerate and thoughtful approach. The Refined Podcast tackles the issues you think about, but fear bringing up, all with Amber's trademark sass and wit. So as you listen, be sure to hit that subscribe button, making sure you never miss that one little nugget that could change it all for you. Hi, Refiners. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Refined Podcast. Today, we're talking about mental health and asking for feedback after weddings. There are so many ways we could talk about mental health, but this is one that has come up in our Refined Collective a while ago, and I just think it's a neat one to talk about. I just think this is an important way to protect ourselves. So yes, in all, a lot of our education and training, we have learned really neat ways to ask, really productive and efficient ways to ask for feedback from our clients. And, you know, there's a lot of benefit to that. Okay. So the pros and cons, you have to decide per client and per your mental headspace capacity, what, you know, what matters here, but a benefit might be that, you know, you get some really good ideas. You know, a client really might have some feedback that catapults you into something you never would have thought of on your own. So there's a lot of value to that, but the con here is that you might like feel like shit if maybe it's the feedback you just don't want or need, okay? Or maybe they misunderstood something, because here's the deal. If you're going to feel like that from your feedback, and it's stuff that you likely already know from the feedback, then you don't need the double whammy of hearing it from someone else, right? Like a lot of us are, they, what, are they, what is the phrase? What do they say? Like, we are our own worst critic, right? So like, it's likely that we've walked away from this wedding or event and have already identified what went wrong or what we could have done better or anything that they would say, right? Like we've, if we are a self-reflective type, we really might miss something there. They generally might have some feedback that we never would have known would have been an issue. So I will say that the feedback I've gotten over the years has been really helpful. And some of that, you know, there are plenty of times I didn't ask for feedback and you know how that goes. They give it to you anyway. And something comes out of that and you're like, oh gosh, I actually didn't think this was an issue. I didn't know that it was perceived that the, the way I do this was perceived in a certain way. And there's absolutely an easy way for me to shift that. Let me do it. Okay. So there's so much value in that, but it requires humility and laying down pride and willing to hear that. But yeah, sometimes that feedback can just make us feel like crap. Okay. So if where I'm going with this is that if you are the type that already beats yourself up over those little things, then don't ask for feedback. You do not need to hear it from them as well. You already know what you can do better. Okay. Now, if you have a wonderful client that treats you so well and, and, and you could say, Hey, look, I'm my own worst critic here. I'm, I walk away from every event, just like already knowing what I can do different and better. And so I don't, I, you know, but is there, do you have any ideas about my process or system or, you know, is, you know, frame it in a way that they can't, it, it's not a, this like the, the response isn't going to be this negative thing, right? In like a punching bag, frame it in a way that's like, hey, do you have any ideas? What can I do that, you know, are there any holes that are missing in the planning process? Even things like that, okay? So, you know, I think that 
you need to really be mindful about how feedback makes you feel. Um, I think that you need to not hide from growing though. Okay. Like be willing to receive it on some level. And maybe that's just with your team or with your wedding pro peers and y'all are dialoguing, talking out loud instead of getting it from a client that's just going to throw sand at you. Right. Okay. So avoid the things that can cause a spiral, but do get in there and and make sure you're reflecting on stuff. Maybe leave your follow-up. I think maybe like helping them post it in a way that, like I said earlier, doesn't go into a negative spiral. I think that there are ways to ask questions that they can give a positive response. And I think that Another way that you can help clients steer from the complaints and steer from the whining after the fact is to set them up for success following the wedding, okay? So making sure that they know the tasks that they're going to have to do after the wedding, like, and some of these are not profound at all, but like, give them a list or give them a resource or a website that helps them do these things, you know, changing their name and bank accounts and returning items and, you know, a, a good process for writing reviews. One thing that I tell all of my clients is, Hey, when you write your reviews, if you're, if you're there two facets to this, if your wedding pro went above and beyond on something, just say that don't give away what they did because it might be something that they don't ever do. And they just liked you and they did it for you. But if that gets out, then now everybody wants it. Okay. So just leave it at like, they went above and beyond for some things. And if, you know, there is a tiff or a misunderstanding, or I don't even say misunderstanding. If there was, there was something you didn't love, like, let's go over that. Let's talk to the wedding pro. Don't just, the first time they hear about that doesn't need to be in a review because there might be some context or reason that would actually alleviate the tension and frustration. Or it might be something that they need to learn from, or it might be something that like, this is a big deal. We need to address it, right? Like that starts with the conversation. So tee them up for that. And I think you can also tee them up for understanding that they're going to crash after the wedding. They're going to need a hobby. They're, you know, and those that have nothing, you know, you know how when people like are yakety yak and like cause problems and stuff and our response is always like, God, that person needs a life. That person needs a hobby. Let them know that. Say, hey, you're going to have all this empty time after the wedding. So go ahead and sign up for like an art class or, you know, whatever hobby you've been looking forward to doing. Sign up for a kickball team and start to fill that time a little bit so that you don't crash because it, it's weird and it can be a little depressing and you don't have to tell them that that keeps you you know, you out of hot water, but like people that are involved in things don't have time to dwell on silly stuff that happened at their wedding. You know what I mean? So those might be safer people to ask feedback from, right? If you know they're involved in something and already moved on, then like those are great people to ask for feedback from. So in summation, you do not have to ask for feedback. We often are our own worst critic and you don't need to get hit twice on that. I do want to challenge you all to be open-minded to feedback and to learn and grow from it, but don't put yourself in a position to go into this spiral, okay? That's not fair to yourself. You can grow in so many ways without asking for feedback. Okay, so I want to also let you know that I've got a freebie that I'm going to put in the show notes here. It's just a mental health document. It's a document about destigmatizing, you know, brain health in general. And I, you know, if that can be helpful to you or to anyone that you are working with or a loved one, then take a look. If this is not a struggle for you, I would still encourage you to take a look because it, you know, I, I think that we as a culture are finally talking about mental health and there are just teeny tiny little things that we can all be aware of and helping, um, and helping other people and just, 
take a look if you would. All right. If you found this helpful, give me a like, give me a follow, review this, share it, show us on Instagram. You've listened with a little screenshot. Tell me what you've learned. What was your takeaway? All right. Y'all have a good one. We'll talk next time. Thank you.